Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Sean here, along with me is Connor and Grace. We are down one Ryan F-bomb James, uh, but we will be waiting for his return as soon as possible. For now, for today, though, we are going to jump into Bidenomics, especially when it comes to oil and uh, why he's begging OPEC to make some. Uh, but before we do that, do us a favor, like this video, share this video, comment on this video. What do you think? Do you think that <clears throat> Biden did a great job by taking us off oil independence and uh, making us dependent back on foreign oil? Let us know, comment below. Also, please subscribe to the channel and hit that notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a member of FreedomWire, please become one and real easy to do. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Give us your email and we'll start sending stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys. So job killing Joe Biden. I love how easy it is to make little rhymes or little literal alliterations with his name. Job killing Joe. That's a nice name. Um, when he came into office day one, he killed 10,000 American jobs with by nixing the Keystone pipeline that went from Canada to the US. Now, uh, that alone didn't, wasn't going to put America in the red um, as far as oil is concerned. But his banning of fracking on uh, federal lands has really put a dampener on our ability to produce oil, seeing as that's where uh, the vast majority of um, fracking leases were given. And so now that they can't do that, we're having, we are now on the, uh, on the short end of the stick when it comes to oil production. Yeah. Yep, go ahead, go ahead, Grace. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were complete there. Yeah, well, oh, this is the downside of being back on Zoom podcasts. So yeah. thanks, COVID. <laughs> so it's just kind of interesting because, so yeah, Biden reversed the, uh, the Keystone pipeline. He wants to ban fracking. He has also rescinded most of what Trump did in office, and that includes energy regulations. So, or, um, the, it includes revoking the lifting of energy restrictions that Trump did in the last four years. So everyone's in a bind and the climate activists were praising him and they thought it was all fine and dandy and wonderful. I think most Americans probably thought it was okay. They're like not too upset about it because, well, if it means that we're saving the planet, then we can all be happy. But Unfortunately, that doesn't help the people who make under the poverty line or their lower class or even, even middle class. So, I mean, those are the people that are suffering the most from this and as well as inflation in a lot of other categories. And Biden is just making us more independent on the Middle East. And it's, it's like, is that what Biden wants? Did he want to give more jobs and more money to the Middle East? It seems like it at this point. Well, you, you got Biden who... His, you know, of course, the, the, his and the left's whole platform is the clean, renewable energy, the, uh, you know, environmentally friendly policies, that sort of thing, which is why he killed the pipeline and banned fracking, because 
their whole platform was, you know, this is all bad for the environment. We need to find clean renewables. And pretty much everybody was on board with that. You know, like even we, we've talked about this before, even the most conservative Republican person is going to be like, yeah, I support clean renewable energy. The problem was they decided to cut it before we had found the clean renewables. So once we cut it and we realized, oh, we still need a way to keep the lights on, we went to the only game in town that had the oil we needed to run the country. And that was all the foreign sources that we used to depend on that we were able to kick to the curb when we became energy independent because that's how supply and demand works. They were still producing oil in the Middle East. There's still just as much pollution going on over there as they you know, drill and bring up the oil and ship it across the ocean. How much pollution is that causing? But now all of a sudden we are once again reliant on the oil produced by countries that hate us, which was problem under Bush. It was a problem under Biden or under Obama and also Biden while he was vice president back then. And really it wasn't until like the very end of Obama going on into the full term for Trump that we kind of came out from under that. And within what is it, seven months now? eight months, we're, we're right back where we started, which was what Biden wanted to do all along. This whole administration is meant to do nothing but erase Trump. So it makes sense. So so let's get a few things out of the way and, and as far as environmentalists go. Conservatives are not anti-clean energy. We're not anti, we're, we're not pro-oil. We're pro-energy and until the technology emerges that allows us to harness renewables such as wind, solar, uh, hydro, nuclear, um, as soon as we can, well, we can do nuclear, but, but environmentalists freak out when you do a nuclear power plant. But um, as far as the other renewables go, we are game for that. The problem is what we are not game for is not being able to drive anywhere or or power our our homes or, or businesses because oil isn't is the only oil and coal are the only games in town right now until we can start storing the renewable uh, energies that that you know those things produce. As soon as that that technology is here, conservatives will be going. All right, let's do it because it'll be much cheaper if we can use the sun, wind, and, and hydro than it will be for to use oil. That's number one. Number two for you environmentalists. America has reduced our carbon uh, footprint by uh, over half, or even, even more than that, I think, than what we should be at according to the uh, Paris Climate Accords. You know who doesn't give two poos about their environment is China. China's built more coal burning facilities, more oil built building facilities, while our own uh, energy is, is being protested by, uh, by babies that don't understand technology. Um, so those are two things I wanted to get out of the way. We have done an incredible job as far as reducing our carbon footprint. We just can't go all the way. And it seems like the liberals seem to think that by forcing us to go to electric cars or by forcing us to go to renewables, that will change the thing. The problem is we can't force 
you can't force innovation. You can't force scientists to innovate the technology we need to be able to go to these things full time. And the fact that they don't understand that lets you understand or lets you know that they don't know science. I make this point every time we discuss this issue, and it's been a point I've made for several years now, which kind of goes to show how long this has been an issue. Uh, anyone who wants to talk about the need for clean, renewable, sustainable energy that's you know doesn't harm the environment and gets us off oil, both foreign and domestic, anyone who talks about those things who also rejects nuclear energy is not a person to be taken seriously on the issue because they are glossing over the most convenient solution to that problem with really just kind of empty nonsense arguments against it. There's, there's really no good reason to not be for it other than they don't like it. And they've proven that in how they've talked about it for many years over uh, every time we see a climate or environment bill rolled out, it's got a ton of other things tacked on uh, about, you know, the, the new thing was racial equity and all this stuff that's in there. But for years before, it's always been harnessed with other things that really goes to show it's not about the environment at all. And in the meantime, while they try to push for get everybody on electric cars and, you know, make your home energy efficient and all this stuff, people are hemorrhaging money just trying to keep the lights on the system they have now. Uh, last time I checked, gas was up over like $3 just about everywhere. For the first time, basically since the height of the market crash uh, under Obama, I saw gas at a station for upwards of three twenty-five a gallon. Now that, that's the highest I've seen it, but the other gas stations are quickly closing in on it. And housing costs are up, I think like 15%. Cars are up like 8%. And then that's not even to mention things like uh, the cost of medicine, which all of those things went down under the last administration. That's not to say we're coming out here just as you know diehard Trump shills who say he did everything perfect, but economically we were doing way better under him and now all the things that he actually worked to make more affordable just cost way more and it's directly because of the biden administration you guys all bring up really good points and one more that i want to bring up to add is that whether you're for or against oil production or climate change or whatever I think everyone can agree that we don't want to be reliant on another country for a, like a critical resource that we need. We, I think we that should have been one of the number one lessons we learned from last year when the pandemic stuff started and we were really reliant on China for PPE. And we had to do this whole, we had to turn car factories, I think General Motors and Ford and stuff were trying to produce PPE because we didn't have it. We didn't have ventilators. We didn't have all this stuff because we were reliant on countries that all of a sudden, first everything was great and we were making trade deals with them. And then next thing we know, they may have started biowarfare on us. We didn't know at the time. And that's a really scary thing for us to have to do when we have three, a country of like 340 million people. We can't accept that. Yeah, we exactly. Shouldn't accept we shouldn't yeah. accept that either. 
Mm-hmm. But we have an administration that is so tied up in these foreign interests. You know, like his, his nickname is Beijing Biden. Uh, everybody loves to say he's in China's pocket. You know, some of the evidence for that is a little bit more out there than others. But his behavior on so many different issues shows that it, it, it's really not so much about putting another country first as it is putting America last. It's just America last policies specifically meant to undo the policies of the administration that came before. That's why he was on board with the uh, new pipeline in Russia just a couple weeks after killing the pipeline or the, the Keystone pipeline because it was basically, oh, it's a problem in America, but if they do it elsewhere in the world, that's fine. And all of a sudden we have to go crawling back to the rest of the world to ask for help. Mm-hmm. when we start running out of oil uh, yeah the, I, I, their policies are, are all about sending the developed world back to the stone age in the name of environmentalism until the only ones left ahead of the curve are the nations who not only hate us but we're also the worst polluters in the first place mm-hmm and as talk, if you want to talk about putting america last remember when the colonial pipeline got hacked <laughs> with ransomware and Biden put out a list of, okay, just please, if, if you're going to hack us, don't hack these industries. These are our critical infrastructure <laughs> and we, we can't handle it if you guys attack these industries. It's just crazy. It's Instead of punishing them or taking a strong stance like Trump would have done, he would have said something like, or given them a warning at least, Biden saying, okay, just please don't attack oil, please don't attack our food and, and uh, you know, wh- whatever other critical infrastructure things he talks about. So it's crazy. He, you're right. He just wants to put America last. It's not that he has allegiance to any specific country, even though I'd say he leans towards China. Um, it's just that he wants to destroy America from within. Yeah. And this is where you start to get into the territory of things like the globalist mindset. And I want to clarify here, when I say globalist, I don't mean some sinister cabal of hooded figures who meet up at secret conventions to plot about how to, you know, tear down the entire existing social order and rebuild all this new stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the leaders who are very open about it all over the world, who want a more unified global approach to how we do society. These aren't people who are, you know, doing things in the back room and you don't know about it. They're very open. They're very upfront. These are your peace and harmony around the world type globalists. Uh, one of the left's big criticisms of Trump was that, you know, he, he was too isolationist. He was too nationalistic. You know, he, he didn't want to engage with people around the world. He made our allies hate us. He, he pulled out of all these trade deals and agreements and everything. And that's why some of Biden's day one or like you know week one actions were to you know get back into the Paris Climate Accords, refund a bunch of different organizations that Trump had totally cut off funding for. It is an effort to take America and make it more unified with the rest of the world. Bring the rest of the world here. Send American stuff out where we are all, you know, we're all one. We were all united in this. And it seems in that process, he is basically trying to have that peace, love, and unity mindset with countries that hate the United States. 
they don't share our values. They don't have anything in common with us. Actually, they actively work to undermine us, as in the case with China. So what we're seeing right now is an administration that is so desperate to make the world like us again that they're willing to put us last if it just means that we're allowed to play with the other countries. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and that should never... You don't lead... You don't lead by becoming a part of the pack. That's never been the way America has been. You don't. You don't try to put your like. Like it really is when you really think about it. What he's done is he's put America at a disadvantage in the world. China does not care what the people what its people thinks. What what the people of America like. China doesn't care what Chinese citizens thinks. They basically do whatever or what anybody thinks, actually, other than the, the leadership in the in the communist regime. They don't they are not pressured by liberals or conservatives that don't know what they're talking about, because, yes, there are both there are people on both sides that don't know what they're talking about. However, China would never put themselves behind the eight ball just so they could be a part of the club again. And the and seeing as they are our, our biggest threat, the fact that Biden had no problem putting America at a disadvantage during a time where we should be doing whatever we can to fortify ourselves against the world with China trying to take over as the number one superpower, it lets you know either he's that dumb or he's that far in their pockets that uh it's dangerous and and he should be considered a chinese asset the bad administration is they're dangerous with almost everything that they do the only thing well i don't want to bring that up right now but um even with the troop withdrawal from afghanistan he can't even do that right he can't even bring our troops home instead now because there's such a rising threat of violence from the Taliban in Afghanistan, they're sending like five or 6,000 troops down there to secure the area so that we can evacuate. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, Trump slammed him during a thing. We'll have an article on that too, but um, it's just crazy that he can't even do that right. When he's in the higher, the he has the upper hand, he can't even execute that in a way that does not put American lives in danger or inconvenience or however, whatever it is. So I have very little confidence in the Biden administration at this point. It's only been seven months. And I, I would say that I don't know how it can get worse from here, but I think the past year has shown us that things can always get worse than you thought. <laughs> but hopefully uh, someone rescues us from this. And the, the, central idea of Trump's approach to, you know, foreign policy and international relations and that kind of thing was that it's better to be feared and respected than loved. That's why many of our longtime allies didn't get along with him all that well, but our enemies knew where they stood on things. Uh, It's why Trump really didn't care what Angela Merkel thought of him when he was able to make sure that you know the North Koreans or the Chinese knew exactly where they stood on things. And you know, he, he was more interested in winning the trade war with China than in making the European Union think he was a good guy. And with Biden, it's the exact opposite. 
he doesn't really much care other people are afraid of us or respect us as long as we are liked as long as we are welcome back at the table because it's that's kind of always been the difference between uh left and right when it comes to foreign policy but trump really just kind of brought it out to the highest degree imaginable and now all of a sudden we're seeing the desperate attempt to undo it they want to you know mend fences build bridges make friends hold hands and sing kumbaya and meanwhile gas is steadily approaching four dollars and we're now going back to countries that don't like us to try to run our country again and that's kind of the exact opposite of what your average american citizen wants because sure the left can rant and rave all day about how trump was an international embarrassment but when you get right down to it the lives of your basic american citizen are completely unaffected by whether angela merkel likes us or not like it doesn't matter who who cares but now biden's trying to do the thing oh yeah we're super super nice super friendly again we talked about it on the episode where we covered the troop withdrawal in afghanistan as soon as they pulled out all the military bases were taken over by the taliban and the afghani army surrendered immediately the the last 20 years spent there accomplished basically nothing because right back where we started well and, and what's what's frightening is now he's gonna in order for any kind of order to be found in afghanistan american lives are going to have to be lost because of joe biden not only does he kill jobs but now he's killing people and people and how anybody thinks this man should be running the country is absolutely crazy yeah to your point about globalism do you remember before right before trump got elected you know in a sense it might be a good thing that they brought biden in because he came from the obama administration because it was that administration that forced people to want trump so bad because he was so drastically different from what they just experienced that they elected him. And maybe we'll see a repeat of that in 2024 because I'm pretty sure Trump's running again. I know we all have different opinions, but I think he's running again. And it could very well turn a lot of America Americans towards him because we're seeing the exact same thing that we saw under the last Obama-Biden administration when troops were standing down. Obama made sailors get on their knees and basically surrendered to being to whoever captured them in the ocean. He um, Inflation rose, and obviously you could make the argument about it was caused by George Bush and the recession and all that. But nevertheless, it was eight years of Obama. We um, had the inflation, the high gas prices. We were standing down. And I think that's exactly the same approach that Biden is taking now. Um, it's just going back to the state same old bad policies that we always had. And I think that was always the plan from the beginning was to bring America back, the great reset, all that was just to make, I think that it's part of Biden's strategy is to literally stand down in every possible way, to not do anything, to just let things happen to us and let things go back to the way they were before Trump existed. It's why they but, reacted so violently to make America great again. Exactly. And I think that's why they're going to vote for him again in 2024. They insisted that America was never great. And not only that, America never had a right to be great. Uh, there's nothing exceptional about America. There is nothing unique or special about this country or its government or its legal system. We're, we're just exactly the same as everyone else, according to them. So because we have no right to be special, 
we have no right to try to pretend like we can be over anybody else. We need to be equal. And honestly, the best way to be equal to them now after everything we've done is to get on our knees and make way for other people. Remember Obama's big post-inauguration apology tour when he first came into office. He went around the world, basically said, hey, we're sorry for everything America's ever done. We suck. Please forgive us. Please be nice to us again. And that's why the pendulum is swinging so hard back and forth now. You know, we went from Bush to Obama, Obama to Trump, Trump to Biden. Who knows where it'll go from Biden, but every time it swings, it's getting more and more aggressive. So we'll see where that that ends us up. But do you guys remember when Trump was president and uh, not only was he a Russian asset, but he was a Saudi Saudi Arabian asset as well they said he he kowtowed to the uh royalty in saudi arabia is there any more kowtowing than begging for oil which is what joe biden is doing donald trump made sure we didn't have to ask them for oil anymore and they have to ask anybody for oil and now here we are at an energy deficit because of this Again, this is America last policies. And, and, and it's, it's a terrible thing that we are back here after the four years of Trump where we were winning again. We were actually winning. And it, it was funny. Of all the, all the promises that Trump made during the campaign, which again, I still say he held as much of his promises as he could, um, as much as he was allowed. He, talked about the wall they fought him at every turn they all the promises that trump made he's one of the first presidents i've ever seen that has ever kept at least one promise Mm -hmm. um but the biggest one that he said is you're going to be winning so much you're going to get tired of winning and that's what i think happened is i think the left got tired of winning and they're like okay we have it too good let's let's find a way to put us back behind the eight ball so we, we went from trumped up trickle down economics to Biden inflation, and only one of those systems was actually working. So it's kind of unfortunate that that's where we are. And it seems like we've kind of been ending on a, on a sour note with some of these recent podcasts, but there's not really much we can do about it. If we want to keep our cars running, we'll continue paying these ridiculous prices for gas. If you want to buy a house, you'll continue to pay the insane housing prices. You'll pay more for cars. You'll pay more for food. You'll pay more for medicine. And it's just going to keep going up because this is a policy level problem that we there's really no way out of under our current administration because they want to sit there and tell you, we're doing a great job. Everything is fine. This is how it's supposed to be. The last guy was the one who was out to screw you. I don't know, man. We all had more money in our pockets about nine months ago. So you tell me. I think I think Biden's next uh, slogan should be Biden. If they do, if he does run again, Biden Harris, because you should pay more. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully he does not run again. I mean, I saw a video just like yesterday or a couple days ago and he couldn't even make his way around the White House. They tried to point him, one of his staffers tried to point him around the White House or whatever. 
and he couldn't even follow that direction. So I don't think he'll make it. Yeah, that, honestly. that was the Secret Service, and he followed the one guy like a dog. <laughs> you paid closer attention than I did, but <laughs> he reminded me of, of, of a golden retriever. I'm just following this guy, even though that he was going. That's not where he was supposed to go. Yeah, somebody who's new in the White House. Okay, maybe you get lost. He he worked there for eight years, and now he's back. Like, this is a, a point that he needs to be hammered on a lot more. Like this isn't his first time in the White House. This is just his first time as president. He was there for eight years straight, and this is what this is the best he can come up with. Yeah. yeah. Somebody hold his feet to the fire on that one because this is ridiculous. Should not cost thirty five dollars to fill my Corolla on my way to work. I paid forty. A couple of days ago. <laughs> and it's only going up. And meanwhile, our enemies and people who hate us across the ocean are sitting there laughing at us as we come asking once again, hey, could you please give us more of that oil? I know we had our own. I know we still have our own, but we don't like it because it makes the college-age liberals upset when we drill. And why would they want to help us? It's not like they're our friends and they're our allies necessarily. Like maybe we're on friendly terms with some of them, like Kuwait and then maybe a little bit the United Arab Emirates. But why, what would incentivize them to be like, oh, because Biden begged, we'll go ahead and produce some more oil for you. You have to. It's, it's, it's like, the money. There's, there's no reason for them to not take the money because we're offering again. Might as well. Well, apparently Biden said that, you know, the oil barrels are at, a low lower price in five years or something and they're charging more than they ever had so they he pointed to some illegal activity going on there and asked the ftc to look into it but i mean if that's the case and they're just taking advantage of biden and that's just embarrassing too yeah or, or he could have just not had to ask them for any oil and left our own oil alone let us frack and let us but you yeah. know do you, you do you, uh, you unfortunately him doing him is screwing us you know if, if america was not hemorrhaging money on home goods and everyday supplies maybe the middle class could all go out and buy teslas and we wouldn't be in quite as much of a mess but unfortunately we don't make it's tesla fine. money in the middle class we so. need i think what we need is we i think the the uh What's it called? The, what's that thing that we have for our videos? What are they called? The, the picture? Me. You lost me here, man. It, on our videos that we put, we have a-, a The thumbnail? The, the thumbnail. Yeah. The thumbnail should be, for this episode, should be Tyrone Biggums scratching himself, go, got any of that oil? Y'all got any more of that oil? <laughs> got any more of that oil? No. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for watching. I'm sure we could keep going on this because we're all angry because we all have to fill our cars up with gas. So <laughs> I think we should cut it here. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, hopefully you liked what you heard. More importantly, we hope that you agree with what you heard. If you did, do all that stuff we asked you to in the beginning. Like, share, become a member of Freedom Wire, do all that good stuff. Help us fight the libtocracy. And uh, we're going to do it. We're going to continue to keep doing it as long as we're here. Anybody have anything else they want to add? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll conclude with my reminder. Don't forget, check the description for links to articles, other podcasts, videos, lots of stuff that we talked about, uh, things we didn't get to. 
a lot more to say on the subject. Let us know your thoughts down there in the comments. And then while you're down there checking that out, head on over to freedomwire.com. Like Sean said, subscribe. Then also give us a download over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. YouTube doesn't really like our channel all that much because we try to bring you content that big tech doesn't really want you listening to. So head over there, help us get off YouTube, take us with you on the go. Uh, Freedom Wire Podcast, don't forget. Check us out. Grace, you got anything? Um, no, but I guess while I'm here, I'm already talking, I'll go ahead and plug our social media accounts. If you could follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and our new platform, Clout Hub, at Freedom Wire, very easy to find, then you guys can follow our content there too and find it quicker. Boom. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. Stay free. God bless you and God bless the United States of America.